Now on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. Oh, it is now a tradition, unlike any other. Alongside the caddy, Michael Collins. I am the Maddie. This is Maddie and the Caddy, the post Masters recap, 84th edition of the Masters. Dustin Johnson, world number one, comes into Augusta, breaks a couple of records in the process, and now finally has his second major, major championship. And for a player who grew up, went to Dutch Fork High School in the Columbia, South Carolina area, probably a little over an hour away, door to door from Augusta National. Uh, for him to come in, do what he did to the course, break the record, break some records, and get the green jackets. It's an amazing yeah. story. I'll get to the records here quickly, and then we're going to break it down. Uh, 20 under the scoring record through four days. Broke it by two. Broke that of Tiger Woods and Jordan Spieth. Another record that I found interesting and just going to show how good DJ was throughout the week, the bogey record. Only had four bogeys throughout the course of the entire four rounds, breaking Jack Nicklaus's record of five. Him and him, him and one other guy yeah. uh, had the record of five bogeys for the whole week. It's amazing. And DJ had four bogeys for the Demerit, week. Demerit, I believe, is the other yes, guy. Yes, that, that had is it. correct. Yeah. And that was like 1943, the first time that he did it. He was Jack a three-time winner, by the way. Yeah, but the the fact that DJ had two of the four bogeys on Sunday, and when it looked like he could get a little bit shaky, and how about Cameron Smith too? Cameron Smith, the only player in Masters history to have four rounds in the 60s, and he loses yeah. by a lot. He, well, he lost by a lot because Dustin Johnson was just that good. Yeah, and this, when, world number one. What are you going to – world number one pretty much put it out there, this is why I'm world number one. Well, okay, there's a couple of things. We're going we're gonna to break this down. We'll get into a couple of the other players that were in contention throughout the week and basically fell off because it wasn't going to be that competitive of a tournament once you saw what Dustin was able to do. Uh, Cameron Smith, Sung J M both finished tied for second. Justin Thomas played really good golf, but, again, not good enough to get up there uh, near DJ. But when you look at Dustin, I go back to 2017 when he was clearly the number one player in the world. He was the best player in the world. He was trending so well going into Augusta. Then he had the now slip. infamous slip at the house where he hurt his back and he wasn't able to compete in that one. And I don't know that there was anyone at Augusta National that week. We were there. I don't know that there was anyone that didn't think Dustin was going to win that week. Different feeling coming around this week because of everything we've endured in the golf world with COVID and all yes. the rescheduling. I don't know how many of us went into this week saying, hey, you know what? Dustin Johnson is the clear-cut favorite because so many guys came in trending well. Right. But I will say this, Caddy. Dustin, start to finish, proved that without a shadow of a doubt, he's the number one ranked player in the world. Absolutely. And think about when we got to Thursday and Friday. We were at one time, we had world number one, world number two, and world number three all tied for the lead at one time. And the one guy who separated himself was Dustin Johnson. And even though on Sunday, after the fifth hole, it looked a little squirrely for that one minute. It was like, uh uh-oh, wait a minute. He went from four shots to one shot that fast, comes back at the sixth hole, and it's like, you know what, never mind, forget it. This guy, when he's on, how about how fast he hit that shot on the par 3 12th? He had done that towards the end of his round. It was to the point where when you're watching him, he knew, and here's when you know a player is completely at peace with, with what's going on with their game. 
if throughout the practice rounds, the rounds you've played here in the past and then going into Sunday, when you're hitting your spots off the tee and you're hitting your distances off the tee, there's no mystery about the second shot. Or hesitation. And he felt so good about it. He was coming in, getting the club from his brother, grabbing the – grabbing the club and hitting his shot and executing his shot perfectly. Fowler was even making fun of that fact on the 18th. Yeah, he was like, well, don't take he was time. In the, yeah, he was in the middle of saying something, and DJ was like, whap, ball was in the air already. But, like, on the 12th hole, that's what you know. DJ had his number, knew what club he wanted to hit, saw what the wind was doing, and there was zero hesitation whatsoever when he stepped in and hit that shot. And there was a confidence about the way that he did that that you went – uh, you know what? Yeah, this guy, he's he's in that place. And when DJ's in that place, yep. I don't know anyone else who's better than him. Well, I'll tell you, the only player that goes to that place because of demeanor and how they act on the course is Brooks Kepka. There are two players that I believe Rory used to be able Rory to do it. Rory used to be able to do it, but, but yeah, okay. Dustin Johnson, and remember when Brooks was in his run when he was one of the PGA back to back, the US Open back to back, he didn't show any emotion. He was, yes. he was like, this guy's a robot. Yes. And Dustin Johnson does a lot of the same thing. He doesn't get too high, he doesn't get too low. Right. Sometimes when I'm watching him, I want to flick a T at him to make sure that he even knows where he is and yeah. if he's even because he's just that kind of player where you're just not going to get any indication of his emotion. We'd see it a couple of times with a fist pump on a on a putt but I'm just surprised that this is only and we had talked about this on on Maddie Nakati numerous times about how Brooks had since surpassed him with major championships some of these other younger players were getting up there taking nothing away from Dustin Johnson getting the green jacket because it's one of the career achievements any, any professional golfer wants but I am stunned that this is only his second major Stunned. Uh, you aren't the only one. There's a lot of people that are stunned that this is only his second major. As far as his emotion goes, I go back to that story at Chambers Bay when he lost yep. the U.S. Open at Chambers Bay to Jordan Spieth, and he gets in the car to leave with his crew, and it's dead silence, and there's that whole, like, everyone's kind of down and macabre. And, yeah. not, and it's DJ who goes... Hey y'all, like it's just golf. It's yeah, no okay. one died. It's okay, man. It's just it's just golf. Not a big And I know a lot of people make fun of the attitude that he has and you shouldn't because having a short memory like that is going to do him very well. And I said this to you over the phone before we started this podcast and I believe this with all my heart. DJ got the hardest two in his back pocket now. Having the U.S. Open yes. and the Masters in his yes. back pocket. You're, you're 100% right. I understand what Jordan needs, and I understand what Rory, Rory needs, and I understand what Phil needs. And guess what? The first guy who's going to get the career Grand Slam of them three is going to be DJ. Oh, no question. Well, Phil's not going to get it. Well, Phil's, Phil's yeah, not going to win a U.S. Open. He's done. Yes, Jordan know. Spieth isn't going to get it anytime soon. His game is lost. And Rory McIlroy is going to get an opportunity to turn around here in a few months and play again in April. God willing, everything goes well with the pandemic and everybody being able to get back there. But Dustin Johnson's one of those players that I've always thought, and I've maintained this throughout the duration of us doing golf work with each other at ESPN, that athletically is the most gifted player on tour. And it's not, I don't think it's close when it comes to just athletic ability. Pure athleticism. From height, from pliability, from distance, top to bottom, he is, to me, 
the most athletic player in the world, and it's not even close. And this dude has 14 straight seasons with a win on the PGA Tour. 14 straight seasons with the PGA Tour victory. Like, and with today's win, he tied Gary, Gary Player for, for 26, 26 all-time with 26 26 wins. All time. This, is, this is one of the greatest golfers of all time. Already, he, let me let me ask you something. All right, ask me that question. Is he going to be? And I, I, I mean, have, listen, if he never tees it up ever again, let's say DJ just make calls. Everybody, hey, y'all, I'm I'm good. I'm out. Hey. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fishing with my brother. What a green jacket. Yeah, I'm good. Like if if DJ shut it down, you telling me he's not in the Hall of Fame? He's in the Hall of Fame. Period. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. I don't want to have but, that conversation though. I know you don't want to have it right now because he's got such, hopefully, knock on wood, he's got such a long career left. But I hate crowning Hall of Famers when they're still in the prime of their career. But he is. So this did it. Did this do it? Yes. Two majors now? Two majors. Two the criteria? No, I, I just think this put him over the top. This put him over I the disagree. top. I disagree. As, as far as no, I, look. At the amount of golf that he's won and now having. He's only won 24 times. He's won every year for 14 seasons in a row. But tw- look, I know Gary, the great Gary player, he tied him. 26. Gary's got three green jackets. So? How many does he have? He's got one green jacket and he's got a U.S. Open. Hey, Freddie Couples is in the World Golf Hall of Fame. How many uh, majors has he got? How one. Many? He a, got a one. Colin Montgomery going in the Hall of Fame. How many? How many? Thank you. Zero. Hey, hold up. You can hear him. To hear them crickets. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, Dustin Johnson right now, if he stopped playing golf today, he not only is in the Hall of Fame, but there's an argument saying that he's one of the greatest golfers that we've no, seen. For what, no. Listen, for what he's I'm done. I'm with you in the Hall of Fame, but calling him an all-time great. Dude, for what he's done over the amount of time that he's done it in since he became a pro golfer, you, here's all, you tell me who's better. Who's then better, DJ? Jack and Tiger? Jack and Tiger guarantee you are Arnold, the King. May, okay, maybe Arnie was okay. So that's the Phil. Three, three Phil of the Mickelson's greatest. better. Phil did not win every single year. Phil, I don't care about the every year thing. I just, I, I don't. You're putting way too much emphasis on that. I, I would even. It go, matters nowadays. Nowadays, nowadays is yes, the operative word. Yes, because of the competition. I'll take it one step further with Dustin Johnson. Not taking anything. He was the. He's the best player in the world as we're sitting here on Sunday. The Masters. He's world number one. I think he's an underachiever. I think Dustin Johnson, based on the ability that he has, is one of the great underachievers in the sport. Now, I, I also, agree with that, and I'm still right. I also believe. That? So did there. that happen? Nanny, nanny, boo. Have you tried that with your wife yet? <laughs> I tried it. Didn't, it didn't work yeah, don't try either. that at home. Yeah. But here's what I'll say about DJ. <laughs> I also believe, like, I think Jordan Spieth is an overachiever. I don't think Spieth's as good as his major championship record shows. Okay. I don't think Dustin, I will say this about DJ. I firmly believe, without any hesitation, DJ is a floodgate golfer. A la Phil Mickelson. He needs to get the one major, which Phil, when he got his first, went on a run of winning more. This is Dustin's second. For whatever reason, it took a long time from Oakmont to Sunday at the Masters. I believe now you're going to see a floodgate-type performance. He's just going to keep stacking these up, and then we'll be able to talk about one of the all-time greats. How many more does he need for you to say that? With his ability? With his God-given ability? 
I think he, I need him at five. I need him to win five major championships. He needs three more. Okay. Yeah. If he doesn't complete the career Grand Slam and still has five, are you good? Only six still dudes have it? ever create, uh, won the career Grand Slam. Yeah, I'm just saying, though. Would he still be one of the greatest of all time without the career Grand Slam? Yeah. Okay. As long I mean, as that's, that, okay. that's one of the most exclusive. I know how sport. exclusive that club is. I'm just saying, though. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. And DJ's going to be the favorite going into April. How about the guy who put the green jacket on to Dustin Johnson? Okay. My biggest fear happened when it came to Tiger Woods after what we saw him do on Thursday. What did I, – I don't have this off, offhand, so forgive me for not being it's cool. a 1A podcast host here. Where, where did he finish, Tiger? On the leaderboard? No, yeah, on the leaderboard. I know he finished at tie for 38. Tie for 38. Minus okay. Because if you listen one. to Maddie and Caddy on Wednesday, what did we both say? That if he finished inside the top 20, it would be a, I, a, it would be awesome. We had him around top was 25. A, yeah, we, we weren't going to be surprised when he showed up and played well, which he did on Thursday. Recorded his lowest round ever, a first round ever at Augusta. Bogey free, first time. But I'm, look, the only thing I'm surprised about with Tiger, the only thing that surprises me is that he had an absolute tire fire on 12 <laughs> On Sunday, why does that surprise? Because he's you? too experienced for that. Because last year yeah, when but- he was in, the, when he won the green jacket, he knew damn well you can't go right of that bunker. Here's the deal: we knew that on Saturday he got up at 3:45 in the morning and played. 26 holes and ran out of gas and had a sore right. back. Fatigue set in, which we knew it would. So guess what? This dude had to get up early again. He had to get up early again on Sunday. Why? Because tea time started at 939. Weren't they earlier? Weren't they like seven something? The leaders I, went off at that time. At, nonetheless, yeah, the, the still leader. earlier than what you're right. So uh, you're talking about a guy who had to come into Sunday on another very small amount of sleep. So that kind of sleep means – no recovery. But then he tickled your golf loins with five birdies. You know what? That's, That's what, what Tiger happens does. when you play when you don't. Rory McIlroy, too. But Tiger, um, listen, if he doesn't make a 10 at 12, there's no way he bo- he makes birdie on five out of the last No, because no, we're in agreement there. Because yeah. he, First of all, he said after his round that he – he read the wrong wind, okay? That's so he grabbed, the, he grabbed an 8-iron, right. said that he hit and judged the wrong wind. So right. he did the cardinal sin on 12 on Sunday, which is go right of the bunker. And, so of that course, goes, with an 8-iron, it's going to spin. So, so that it goes lands in. short, spins back. Here's the one drop I don't understand. Two, when you three. drop, you know. You know with the wedge, you have to throw it past the hole. Right. That landed short of hole high so and the, wasn't dead-armed, and that spun back in the water. the podcast listeners, we're watching video of it as we do this video podcast, which is why we're talking Drop again, hit it play. in the back bunker, give yourself a weird stance. Instead of just going, eh, I'll play out sideways into the grass, nah, nah, let me blade this one over into the water, too. I now love you got to drop that one. So if hit you another drop in the bunker, if you're doing the math, so he hits one in the water. He's dropping two, hits three, hits three in the water, has to drop four, hit five, hits in the back five bunker. Into the bunker, six blades over the green, back into the water, drop seven, hits hit eight. eight out of the bunker, just flub it up there, two putt. That's a ten. Thanks for coming out. He went into eighteen at one under, walked. To, oh, I'm sorry, he, walked, he went to 12 at one under, walked to 13-4 over. That is insane. Now, 
You're right. He wouldn't have birdied five the last six. No. But I think we, we agree he would have birdied 13. He probably. would have birdied 15. Probably. And then maybe – no May- way. Where that pin was on 16, no way he birdied 16 because that is not the Sunday pin. Like, the fact that he fired it up there at that pin, I mean, it was just. You know, in his career, he never had a 10. Ever. On any course. In his career. You know what the odds were? It I was saw that. Plus 1,500. That is 150. You're the gambling guy. What does that mean? That means if you would have bet a dollar, you would have won 150 bucks. Well, that's not – that's a stupid bet. That Tiger makes a 10? No. It makes a dollar 10 for or worse. The prop bet was out there. If you bet 10 bucks, bro, you're walking home with some cash. Well, Tiger – That's what I'm saying. Like, that would have made you some serious money. But, I mean, that being said, who's going to bet that Tiger's going to make a 10 or worse on a hole? Well, Especially at Augusta. I'm guessing no one. We could get those numbers, but – Someone I, bet a dollar on it and won 150. I don't – you you know me with Tiger now. I don't put any stock into anything he's doing this year. Okay, so that being said, now that we're pretty much Tiger finished, yes. since there's no hero this year, yep. we're done with the Tiger Woods 2020. He's going to be able to, in theory, as long as everything stays okay and healthy with him, in theory, Tiger's going to be able to control and set up for the next Masters. Which we hope April. is in April yes. 2021. It'll be April 8th, 2021. He should be able to do his normal routine going into that Masters. We believe. Right. So if he's able to do that, what are your expectations for him then? If you're telling, are, are you telling me there's going to be a regular golf calendar next year? Yes. We already know that everything is... In that case, my expectations for him at Augusta, if it's a normal golf calendar, based on what I saw out of him this week, which I equate to him as a four-day competitive practice round at Augusta National, I'd expect him to top ten it. I, again, go back to one thing, and even he talked about it, because of when that temperature changed on Saturday and stayed cool on Sunday, that's when he had problems with his back. He'll top ten it. And in April... This past April was cooler than we had here in November. That's fine. But it's not fine for his back. That's what I'm saying. I'm sorry. Did he just win one in April a year ago? That was last year. Last year was different than this year. I don't. This dude turns 45 years old in December. You know what's driving me nuts about the Tiger conversation that goes in and around the media is the lack of awareness of realistic expectations. Because with Tiger... For some reason, people either go, oh, he's done, or oh, he can win again. He's going to win. <laughs> There's never any. There's interest. never. The- yeah, but you and I have tried to stay like, meh, do the sh-. We do the whole Twitter emoji shoulder shrug. Like, what do you think of Tiger? Meh. Uh, it ought, there's, be, here's why. There are so many factors that go into what Tiger is going to be able to do on the golf course now. That's the thing. It's not like, hey, Tiger's hitting it great, so we should expect great things. No, you got to be like, Tiger's hitting it great. What time does he tee off? What's the temperature going to be can like? We throw How much his, sleep did he get the night before? Can we throw the is scorecard up again? Late, early, early, late. Like From Sunday. That's, this is the thing about Tiger Woods is that when it comes to Tiger, there are so many outside factors that were never right. there before. All right, so, Caddy, Sunday at the Masters. He had one, two, three, four, five birdies, three bogeys, and the, the 10. 
Six. Six birdies, because he did birdie One, two, the second. Three, four, five, six. Six birdies on yes. Sunday at the Masters. All right. So, based on the state of his game coming in, I don't think anybody had – we certainly didn't have otherworldly expectations for him. That then this dude could still go out and roll in six birdies Sunday at the Masters. When it doesn't matter and he's not he, in contention? But then he should yeah, sure. 68 on Thursday. Well, see, this is the thing – this is what was – that's what was more impressive than anything else. How Tiger came into this Masters and then what he did for that first round. There you go. So that is my point with him. It, regardless of the state of his game, which by all accounts was not good coming into this one, if you give me a Tiger calendar where he can get his game into shape, he's good when his game's out of shape. Imagine if he's in shape. Here's the problem with saying that. The problem with saying that is if his game's in shape and he has to play late early, so he plays late on Thursday, early on Friday, and that Thursday when he plays late, the temperature is in the low 50s, high 40s, then all that's off the table. Just get, get out of your Doppler radar head. I'm not trying to listen. Get, look. You know how some people, I got to trick me and my trick me to tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> Tiger got a trick back, okay? Just, Tiger got a trick back weather. and his, you You're know why? Like an, because the weather dictates what someone, a 45-year-old with four back surgery. I get the it. The weather you, dictates what they can you do. You act like the Masters is Pebble Beach. Just quiet with the weather in Augusta. It's the south. Yeah, it's you know, because, be yeah, okay, April in Augusta is always 75 degrees. Do you not remember what the temperature was like when Zach Johnson won? How many years ago was that? Global warming. It's all catching up. Oh, don't you get started. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's, That's uh, Matt Barry at <laughs> I don't care about weather.com. Let's, I'm a big weather nerd. Let's switch gears to uh, Roy, another guy who played Roy awesome McElroy. when it didn't matter. He had another opportunity to come in, get the career grand slam. It's the only major he hasn't won is, is the Masters. And, and I, I put it out there on the Twitter on Sunday, and it always holds true with this player. I'm going to slap Rory McIlroy silly for what he did on Thursday because he was one of the best players in the field for the rest of the tournament. And again, we joke about it every time. Close your eyes and Rory's going to backdoor top 10 at the Masters. Top five. Top five. Again, Rory McIlroy, when you're out of it and you figure, oh, man, I just, I've ruined. I'm, what do they always say? You can't win a tournament on the first round? But you can lose a tournament on the first well, he, round. He's shown us numerous times. Rory lost it on the first round and then played like Rory McIlroy of old. No, I'll take it. How about this? There was at one point on Friday morning when they had to extend his first round, you know, because of darkness. Right. He was three over. And I'm like, what is going on? Right. He stayed right back on the course because he had to go morning and then get into a second round and then went and tore it up. Think about how good you have to be mentally, which Bryson well, DeChambeau isn't. We'll get to him in a minute. Yeah, but, but Rory. Think, about, think about how good you have to be to go from how bad he was to how good he then became. Rory did have a talk with Jimmy Dunn about his. Please tell people who Jimmy Dunn is. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't even begin to how to explain Jimmy Dunn, who's one of the. It was one of the great golf amateurs of yeah. our time and is huge in the golf business and owns. What course is it? Medalist? Where did they play the match play? Medalist. It was Medalist. Yeah, okay. Tiger's joint. Yeah, there you go. So that's he he like owns that place and is a member at Augusta and huge and is friends with all these top pros as well. 
and had a little um, come to the Lord talk with Rory McIlroy when he finished that first round and then was going out to play the second round. Yeah, he's like, dude. It just, I mean, it was stuff that we can't say here because we get paid by Disney. So, but it kind of snapped Rory back into like, you know, what am I doing? And Rory even talked about it. He talked about how this year felt so different, but he put the same pressure on himself to begin with because he still was one of the favorites. And I was, and I said, the demons that are in your head got nothing to do with patrons. Nothing to do with Patriots. Six top 10 since 2014. Six. Right, which is why you don't even put a back door on the house. Just leave the it's back like door Roy's off. Roy's going to walk right Roy in. Because coming right around and just walking there's, right in the back there's door. There's a look at it. For the podcast uh, listeners, we're looking at a graphic on our, on our video portion of it. But you look, T5 this year. Didn't have a good year last year outside top 21. But then you've got T5, T7, T10, T4, or four solo and T8. And... Here's the frustrating thing with Rory McIlroy. He, in my estimation, goes into a similar conversation that of Dustin Johnson. A little bit of an underachiever because he came onto the scene so quickly and won so many majors. We had joked about this on the podcast recap the other day. (laughs) When he was fat Rory and chubby Rory, chubby Rory was awesome, dominant. Awesome. And, and I'm sitting there thinking, this chubby kid from Northern Ireland, he's going to be the best player on the planet right next to Tiger. And he was for a minute. And he just hasn't – he hasn't grabbed it again. And I don't know. I mean, he had a couple – was it last year or the year before? PGA Tour Player of the Year. Had a remarkable year. Won yep. the players. But I don't know, man. You could look at it, and we would have to do some deep diving into this. But if you looked at Roy McIlroy, I'd say over the past two, three, four years – you can find a round in every one of his tournaments that he finishes in the top 10 or 15 that are laughably bad. But that's the problem. Three rounds is not what gets it. I get it. I, Rory, chubby Rory. Chubby Rory. We'll go there. Chubby Rory used to take what he now shoots a 75, and chubby Rory turned that 75 into either a 70, or he was 70, 71, or 72. He turned that either even par was the worst, and sometimes even when he was all over the place, he found a way to still shoot under par. This Rory doesn't do that. Do we think Chubby, here's what scares think, me about no, this Rory, though. Chubby Rory had more fun. I think Chubby Rory had more fun at golf because he just wasn't wired as tight. Cut well, Rory, have in the, shape Rory. He didn't have to deal with, with Nike. He wasn't like... So, like, he didn't have all the deals that he has now. But also, I think for him, being married and and fatherhood is a good thing for him. The one thing that scares me, because this is the only one he's missing, is looking at Rory and all this talk of, like, you know, don't worry. He's going to get by this. He's going to get by this. There was another dude we said that about, too, who never got by. Greg Norman. Yeah. Greg Norman. Ooh. There was no way Greg Norman wasn't going to win one Masters. I mean, yeah. it's Greg Norman. It's Greg he's, Norman. He's going to win a Masters. And a la Dan Marino in the NFL. like goes to a <laughs> Super Bowl his rookie year. It's like, oh, he's going to win a bunch of these. He got plenty of those coming. But this is a one-man sport. So so what's today's date? November what? 16th. Right. 15th. Right, so Because Friday was the 13th. Here's, <coughs> excuse me. Here's what I would like to put out there for Rory. Okay. We are headed into Thanksgiving and the holidays. Yep. So we've got one month December, two months January, three months February, four months March, 
five months April. Yeah. He's got five months and two holidays to get back to Chubby Rory before the next Masters. He did say normally he loses 10 to 12 pounds every Masters because he's so stressed out. See? And this Masters, he didn't. See, Chubby, look. This Masters, he didn't. May I? No, Chubby's not, he's not going to become Chubby Rory again. He j- likes j- the way j- he looks get, too much in Great. The get the career grand slam. I know. Be Chubby Rory, win the Masters, go back to cut Rory, and join your buddy Brooks Kepka and uh, Justin Thomas, who both, look. What happened to them? I don't know. Justin Thomas. You, I don't know. Because we said it on Wednesday when we were sitting here in our, our butler cabin from Bristol that when Justin Thomas is striking the irons, he's the best iron player in the world. And plays great with a chip on his shoulder. We saw glimpses of it throughout the week. And even Brooks, he's had some health issues. But we even saw Brooks get to 800, 900, faking, flirting with, with the competition. Here he comes. But, again, I don't, I don't think this isn't a tournament where you can afford, let's call it you're playing 72 holes, I don't think this is a tournament where you can afford 10 bad holes. You just can't. And I think each of them had a stretch of at least, if you look at their scorecards you know, throughout the course of the tournament, had a stretch where if you look at Justin Thomas, he had a stretch of some brilliant golf, he had a stretch of par golf, and then he had a stretch of you can't do that golf. You know, for I think both Justin Thomas and Brooks Kepka, it really felt like they just couldn't get momentum going. Like, they would have a good hole and then hit a there good go. tee shot. You're right. And like, okay, yeah, man, we're going to get going. And then a meh second shot and a meh putt. And it was just like, it really felt like anytime they started to do something where they were trying to build momentum, they would make a mistake. And instead of saving par, they'd make a bogey. And the momentum would just... And didn't Brooks at one point, I don't remember what day it was... Maybe it was Saturday. Maybe it was Friday. Didn't he start off? Didn't he birdie two, birdie three? Or he got going. It's like, oh, here comes Brooksy. He's going to make a run. He was never in as good a contention as Justin Thomas was. But you can't go and, and par the par fives. And, and Brooks, you know, the chip that he had early in his round to Seven. kind of get things going yep. on Sunday. He's a player Brooks has always been when he's competing and winning for major championships. He goes Almost like a basketball game. He goes on a game of runs. You want to hear something funny? What I think about Brooks Kepka now? He'll crush you. Brooks Kepka looked on Sunday like Dustin Johnson used to when he was feeling like he didn't have a chance to win. Like he just went through the motions. Well, Brooks is the first one to tell you that. He wasn't, he wasn't grinding. Brooks will tell you. But there was a time like when he was at nine under par where you're like, okay, if you shoot 30 on the back – yeah, but if he knows he doesn't have it, like, it doesn't take long to know you don't have a 30 in you. And when you're looking at the leaderboard, I mean, he's laughing around in the video clip we were just showing. These guys are more realistic with the moment than we think and that we know. Like, I, Brooks, he's not an idiot. He's going to look at the leaderboard. He knows how he's playing. He's like, all right, I'm just going to go out here, finish my round, try to string together something. He's not worried about getting invited back to the Masters, obviously. Right, same with Justin Thomas. But so, what does that mean for those guys for next year? Means, I just look at those. With Brooks, it means nothing to me because I've seen him absolutely obliterate people. When he's he's on. gonna want that Masters so bad. He's gonna get one next year because now DJ got his correct. Yeah, but he still got DJ four two. Yeah, but D, DJ got the green jacket though. He'll get his and is holding it right now. He wants. You know what now. trophy Brooks is holding right now? What's None. That? No, but he's got four of them over DJ's. So, so what? 
That's like saying I used to date a model. Did you? I used to date a model. Did you used to date a model? You still date her? Nah, she left me. Did you used to date a model? What? Does that matter? Well, no, but if it's Why are you be, trying to get me in trouble? I got to go home. If it's gonna, Why are you a, trying to get me in trouble? It's a used to. Look, it's a used to. Right. That's what I'm saying. It, so it don't matter now. If I ain't dating them, you know. Have I'm I ever told you the story? Have I ever told you the story, by the way? Uh, Max Bredos used to be an ESPN. Have I ever told you? Supermodel. You used to date, but you, he, he went on a date or two with Charlize Theron. No. Yeah. Anyway, neither here nor there. Oh, man. Um, finally, let's talk about. All right, so. Talk about. <laughs> If you think Brooks Kepka hang, and Justin hang, Thomas vanished, hang, hang on. We haven't gotten to him, but I want to. This is I'm going to segue to this next player. Oh, I can't. This ought to be good. Your official pick for the Masters was John, John Rahm. So your your pick didn't win. My official pick, and I went a step further, saying that Bryson DeChambeau was the one player that not only would win the Masters, he's the one player that had the ability to obliterate the field, obliterate the obliterate field. the course and, and embarrass and the course, destroy and embarrass. Bryson the course, didn't embarrass the course. The course embarrassed him. And Bryson, Bryson embarrassed himself. Emba- embarrassed himself. Exactly. That, yes, Bryson. Hey, this is a par sixty-seven for me. You By know? the way, real quick before we continue on Bryson, when when he put that out there, and then someone asked DJ, they were like, "Hey, Bryson said par for him sixty-seven. What's par for you?" Bright or Dustin looked at the camera, was like, oh, "I don't know. I haven't really thought about it." See? It's peak Dustin. But Bryson, Smart Dustin. Like, I ain't touching that. DeShambo set himself up. Yes! And listen, I, as Bryson, I know you're my boy, and I do understand. But, like, when you say something like that, and then after the second round, talking about, oh, I didn't feel right the whole time. Nah, man, you don't get to say that afterwards. When watching one of the most classic lines when they asked John Rahm, we were looking for his ball. And John goes, which one? Which one? Like, where Bryson like hit him from the pine play. straw on 13 over the back of the green. He looked like he was in an episode of Discovery Channel's trying to find Bigfoot. And even after that, when he was two under, it was like, you know what? He still got a chance until the third hole. And Rom runs hot, too. So he's probably like, yes. we're looking for this dude's ball again. I will say. When his ball. I'm not going to make excuses for Bryson's behavior. Three. The, his tournament came to a close when they couldn't find his ball on the par four third for yeah. a couple of reasons. One, it was just a bad break because there was, there, was, there was no reason not to find that ball. Because it wasn't that big of a miss hit. People hit it down there all the time. Bad but break. with no patrons. My favorite quote from Bryson during that whole search party was, he says this to a rules official. So if we can't find it, it's a lost ball. <laughs> well, what the hell else would it be? Well, he was asking like, for anything. And no one, I will <laughs> say this too. You know what's going to be great is at some point, Brooks Kepka is going to use those lines. No joking, question. joking and messing with just the needle. And he won't, Bryson, Brooks won't even know the camera's on him and he's still going to stay. So, like when Brooks, when Bryson was walking around down there and was like, what about casual water? And the guy's like, there's, there, water actually has to be coming. There has to be water. There has to be water out here for casual water. So, so if, wait, so if we can't find the ball, it's, it's a lost ball? Like, um, Bryson's had huh, okay. Bryson more than any player in very notable spots in 2020 has had some very bad moments with the cameras and not just the cameras with he, officials. He just says things like I, he I'd be lying. Like, I like hanging out with so him. We look, we had that moment with him at the I'll U.S. Open. You, and then last year, the hero, we had beers hanging out and it was fun to be around and talk to. And but there are some times when you're like, oh, dude, why did you, you say know what that? he. he 
He don't help himself you, at all. You know who Bryson is? Bryson is the buddy of yours that you want to slap across the face because he says so many dumb things and can't get out of his own way, but then is also the same guy. It's like, why does everybody pick on me? Because, dude, your wife came downstairs and you looked her in the eye and be like, you're wearing that? You don't say that. <laughs> what do you mean? You, you Does this outfit make me look fat? And he answers it. Correct. Like, no, dude, what are you doing? Now you ain't coming out with us no more. Right. He's that guy. <laughs> like, he plays like, oh, I feel like I'm a victim. But then he brings it on himself. And you and I have both liked the guy. We, you spent more time with him than I have. Yeah. And we walked nine with him. At the U.S. Open Air Hills, yeah. He also got in trouble for that because he was more into (laughs) impressing us with his trick shots than he was getting ready for the tournament. Tim, his caddy, was so mad. But (laughs) bottom line is, if you're going to – here's what I love about Brooks. Brooks will mouth off at a press conference, and he will back it up, and he will own it. Bryson can't go out there and say par for him is 67, go do what he did – and then start making excuses and start pouting. I didn't he, feel good. I he's was not, busy. He is not mentally tested. where some of these other guys are. This is why you can say whatever you want about Patrick Reed, okay? But when Patrick Reed came out and said, I feel like I'm one of the top five players in the whole world, you know what he did after he said he that? He won. Beat everybody at the WGC in Miami. Beat all the – Was it Miami or Mexico? It was Miami. Miami, It yeah. was in Doral. I was down there with him. And, like, everyone was like, how dare he's going to say something. Like, everybody's laughing at him. And then nobody was laughing when his behind was holding that trophy That's at the a end good of the week. Like, you can say stuff like that, but just back it up. And if you don't back it up, then own it. Own it. If you – like, if you – my mom and my grandfather used to say, if you mess up, fess up. That's it. Like if you met like him saying this course is a par sixty seven for me. Then when you don't shoot sixty seven and you are in the trees and the like when a, everyone at Augusta, all the officials at Augusta are like <laughs> par sixty seven. Yeah, okay, this is our like, course. Pal. You go in front of the cameras and you take the hit, like fall on the sword and say, "Man, I just messed up." This dude, Bryson DeChambeau. Played in the on Sunday with Bernhard Langer, 63 years old. I, I don't even think that's true. You want to talk about let's find the dude's birth certificate? Bernhard Langer is 127 years old. Is Bernhard Langer? It's Langer. He's the Langer. Sir. Well, Langer, Langer. Respect the hey, man. Say it like in Does he kind of look like Barry Manilow? Just a smidge right now, just a little bit. This dude beat Bryson on Sunday. All right, he's so the oldest love, in history. Yeah, yeah, he's the man. 63 years old to make the cut. Yes. Yes, I get it. He's a, he's a freak of nature. He hits it 250 yards, dude. You and but, I hit it as far as he does. But that's what I'm saying. I don't. I know a lot of people are hanging on to this because it's Bryson and it's easy to pick him apart. But you could say that about Bernard Langer and Jordan Spieth and some of these other players. He played really good. But he also doesn't try to do the things Bryson does. Right. Larry Mize beat Bryson I know. on Thursday. Larry Mize is also the guy that gets up there that you get so angry at at your club because he barely swings it and he's down the fairway and on the green every time. It's because Bryson tries things that these guys physically can't do. Yes, but when, you biggest, going, when they're going toe-to-toe. They're not going toe-to-toe. They were going to – on Sunday, they were they looking each other in the eye. You don't Ooh. think for a minute. They were looking don't, each other in the eye. They, right. they weren't going. Don't you think for a minute. It, that as much as Bernhard looks like all nonchalant, this dude is a stone cold killing competitor. 
Yes, and I don't get think that. for a minute that Bryson wasn't trying with every fiber of his being to beat this dude after he's hitting it by him 100 yards. Don't think for a They're second tr- that yes. it wasn't that they that was a one on one. Neither tra- of them had a chance to win. That They're was a one on one. Different stuff. Right. Bernard's you know what? Tr- trying tr- to beat each other. Yes, that's exactly right. So, Bernard so wait, is trying to hit a three wood closer than Bern- than, than Bryson is trying to hit a nine iron. <laughs> right. And the 63-year-old's doing it. And don't think there wasn't a little German giggle walking off of some of them greens. How would that go? <laughs> I believe I hit it closer than usual. I do believe. I Could you imagine that? I would, you know what? I bet Bernard's got some old man strength where DeChambeau tried to bow up on him. What? Yes! <laughs> Bernard works yeah. out like crazy. That's the thing. It's so funny. You've got some and if really... you think my Bernard impression is good, you should hear Bernhard doing a Jack Nicholas impression, which is hilarious as well. Bernard's like one of those dudes that like, he has old man strength to the point where I, right. would, I would love to see him and Bryson go at it. Because he's just so relaxed and stoic. Yes. And then you got Bryson kicking stuff and, and right. talking to himself. Right. I would love to see that. Bryson would be like the, the gorilla in the Samsonite commercial throwing the thing around. And Bernhard would be like the python. Just slowly <laughs> slither up there. And you'd be like, look at this thing. He seems like look the at it, of... trying to get around my legs. And next thing you know, your legs are tied up. And your arms are like, this thing. This... Bernard's <laughs> the guy that would golf with a toothpick and, like, twirl it. <laughs> it would drive you so crazy. Well, beating that would Bryce and just like. So crazy. As Bryce is trying to muscle up. All right, as we wrap up the uh, Masters recap on here, Maddie and the Caddy for 2020, uh, as succinct as you can, which I know can sometimes be a downfall. Succinct? Um <laughs> How would you sum up this Masters? Um, I am so happy that we actually got this Masters in the books. I am so happy that this Masters happened. I will say, I still, even when it's over, I still feel the way that I did when we talked about when, we, when they decided they were going to play with no patrons. Yeah. If I had to choose between the Masters with no patrons or no Masters at all, I'm glad we had the Masters. I'm glad that Dustin Johnson won the way that he won. Um, I'm disappointed. I'm, uh, there's a part of me that's disappointed that it wasn't closer at the end. Yeah. It wasn't a shootout. I'm disappointed that we didn't have the roars. But I love the fact that world number one showed his dominance. All right, so now I'm glad you said that. If I had to sum it up, 2020 has just been a brutal year for so many reasons. And the fact that we did get to play the Masters I thought was good. And the fact that the world number one was able to put on a green jacket because I think he's perfect for it. But I will, like you, maintain my stance in that I would have rather waited, have not played it and waited till we could all come back together. Because there was just something missing every day without the roars and without, I mean, there were so many brilliant golf shots that people would have lost their minds over that I ultimately believe would have affected the outcome of the course having, or the tournament. Having said that, yes, I think what ended up happening, Dustin Johnson winning the green jacket. I think the outcome is what this tournament had to have happened with all due respect to Sung J M Abraham answer, right. Cam Smith, those couldn't have been the guys you tried out there with a winner in a year like this. So yeah. the fact that they were able to put this on without any incidents and have the world number one win it, I thought was a remarkable feat. 
Hats off to Augusta National Golf Club. I'm glad the Austin there. cried. That was awesome that Austin, Austin yeah, cried. He that was, was cool. He was messed up. He was uh, very emotional at the end. You know what's not happening in April? What's that? College game day is not going to be him. You know what is happening? You're going to see us hopefully roaming the grounds of Augusta National Bruh. next time this happens. For the caddy. Michael Collins. I am the Maddie. Some would say Dustin maybe had two trophies on Sunday. <laughs> Touching that. A tribute to the Maddie and the Caddy on video and audio. No losers here. Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.